0: All right, welcome to episode 18 of the Construction Engineering Show. Today's topic taking responsibility. Certainly, the phrase we all have heard before is there's times to lead and times to follow. And in that same breath, there's times to accept full responsibility, but then there's sometimes that you don't. Let's get into it. <music> Good to be back behind the microphone. I say it. I say it too often. It's been too long, but it's the truth. It's been too long. I know you're not staring at your your podcast feeds wondering where's Bob been. Maybe some of you are, which is kind of cool. Some of you aren't, but don't look at the dates. I say that a lot of times. Don't look at the date stamps between podcasts. My regularity has been less than stellar. I could say there's excuses for it. It's uh it's July here in the Chicago area. Plenty going on, work has been extremely busy, there's always stuff to do around the house, so my time has been taken by other things, but then at the same time, I I miss doing this, I miss kind of talking at you, miss seeing the uh, subscriber numbers pop up and seeing people check in, so more regularity would make more listeners, which would make more podcasts, but we have to fit things in, life is a balance, right? But anyway, nice to be back. If this is your first time here, my name is Bob Hildebranski, I'm a civil engineer, 30 plus years in the business, most of which has been on the construction side of the industry. I love to teach, love to talk, love to dig into issues that I think can help particularly the younger, up and coming members of our industry. I notice and I say this quite often, just there aren't a lot of voices that come from this angle in this side of the industries. I'm happy to be one of them, one of the few I think, Hopefully, you get something out of these shows. You get something out of the podcast, and at least uh, forces you to stop over to the website once in a while. Always new stuff going up there. There's a couple of new articles there to check out. One on uh, minimalism, trying to cut back on stuff. I'm trying to purge through some of the uh, some of the documents, some of the stuff that I have in my system, just to try to get cut down to brass tacks and just what I need around the shop, the tools that I need. So that's a it's a journey we continue to be on. I have been diving into books lately, you guys. It's been crazy. I i will say, when I was in high school, if you asked me what books did you read in high school, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could, I couldn't remember, even in college, I mean, I remember textbooks and, and things as part of the curriculum, but just general reading was never a big fan, and over the last few years, I'm just, I'm on a tear right now. I'm probably reading maybe two books a month at the pace, which is kinda huge for me, but I, I will completely admit my daughter, who was an English major and now teaching middle school, has had had been a voracious reader when she was young. I think we've kind of traded trade hands. She's she's gotten out of reading just because she has to read all the time. And for me, it's just been a deep dive into all sorts of different subjects. History, history, and leadership have probably been the most prominent kind of um, genres. I find myself reading in, I'm, I'm currently working on, the, it's a it's a thick book, and I'm not a thick book reader either, it's uh, called Team of Teams, if you haven't heard it, and right in front of me here, Doris, Doris Kearns Goodwin, um, reading about Abraham Lincoln and his leadership style, and the book is based on his cabinet, and how he basically worked with his cabinet, the team of rivals is basically, is the, is the premise of the book, but how he navigated working with different individuals that came from completely different political backgrounds and educational backgrounds and had priority systems of their own and how he managed to keep an administration together during the civil war it's just it's a, it's amazing and it, i really think history history teaches leadership i don't think you can necessarily teach leadership it's it's a subject that i wish i could get into more i were inundated i think lately in podcast world and in youtube world of so many people with voices in leadership certainly you know Jocko Wilnick uh, it, it just v- listening to him and, and the content that they're he's putting out just some amazing stuff but there's almost too much. So I've been very hesitant to dive in because I think there's that over there's that glut and, and I think as part of leadership too I, I don't think it's something that you can necessarily teach. I think leadership's a, a, a learn skill. I think you have to learn it. I think you have to see it in, in action. I think you have to be mentored in it. So as much as I would love to talk more about it here, and maybe we will get into it as we keep going here, you know, there, there's that trust factor. You know, I'm still developing this audience and this group of folks that like to check in with this podcast. I think it's I think it's too early in my gestation of this podcast to be able to start diving into that we'll keep developing the trust factor amongst ourselves hopefully you enjoy what you're listening to here and as we get further into it can start diving into a little more of those esoteric type topics so but in the meantime leadership and responsibility kind of go hand in hand so let's dive into half of it let's talk about taking responsibility So let me kind of try to set the table here so we all get ourselves on the same page when talking about leadership and talking about responsibility. I think for all of us, no matter where you are in the trajectory of your career, whether you are just getting yourself out of college, whether you're in your 20s and just kind of getting your career started, 30s, 40s, where you've rooted in the industry, now you're finding yourself in more of a managerial type role as we work our way up into into the into your 50s and 60s it really doesn't matter because at any level of your career you have the ability you have the obligation to lead and leadership might take on different tones for different different times in your career you you may you may be an inspector on a project and feel oh, i'm not i'm not really leading anything but when you think about it, you have the ability to work with your crew, to work with the foreman and the superintendent in that little that little microcosm of a crew that you have to where you might have the ability to to influence them, to help them make a decision, to be able to maybe just in your demeanor uh, be a good leader and setting a good example for those people around you. So, you know, it doesn't really matter where we're at in our careers, there are opportunities to lead. And in that Leadership brings with it responsibility, right? As engineers, it's it's by nature we we feel a sense of responsibility. By those of us that are licensed engineers, those two letters at the end of our last name certainly bring with it a next degree of responsibility in terms of our duties, our the things that we the decisions we make, the calculations that we run, the overarching um, responsibility that the public. Uh, has with us in what we do in our our careers. So this level of responsibility is always there. And I don't say it as a negative. It's not a negative at all. It's just part of what we do. It's the career that we've chosen. This this isn't something where you get to come in and punch a clock, put a bunch of widgets together and at the end of the day count how many widgets you made and then go home. You know, we know construction is this ever-changing morphing process. You have a set of plans that's 98% accurate, and it's up to the field engineers to take care of that last 2% of of problems and solutions. Right? You have this constantly changing uh, weatherscape. You have human beings that are all variable in their own nature, operating machines that have their functions and limitations with materials that can vary. And you're trying to take all of these components and put them together into this puzzle that you'd like to think fits together like an Ikea piece of furniture, but it it doesn't, right? How do you get there? It, It takes human beings to interact. It takes human beings to communicate with each other. It takes a human being to sometimes grab both hands onto a problem and say, I'm going to lead to get this resolved. It takes multiple human beings to sometimes collectively look at an issue or a problem and come up with a collective solution to that. So I'm setting the table here to just try to generally frame what I think when I think about responsibility. And the reason this topic is kind of on my mind is, if you think about it, leadership problems, solutions, solving, troubleshooting, all of this stuff that we're talking about, it can be burdensome. It can be mentally draining. It can carry with it the the sense of, this is mine to handle. I am now finding myself on this construction project. At what point can I say, I have control over this situation, I can mitigate this versus saying, I can't. This is something that I can't necessarily take command and control of. And where do we find, how do we draw that line? You know, I think you guys have heard me talk about Jocko Wilnick before, and if you haven't, look him up. You can definitely find him. If there's a if there's a leadership guru for our day and age right now, I think it's Jocko. And he has presented so much in his writings and his books and his podcasts and his videos and everything that is, just continues to talk about the, the a quote, unquote, extreme ownership. There is this now wave of all of us wanting to be as responsible as we can be to essentially take ownership of the problem to be that face for the client for the agency for our team to say you know what the burden is heavy i'm here to carry it i can tell you personally i i honestly don't know how i scale out in terms of leadership i know i know that i'm i like to think myself as a humble person I like to think of myself as a as a low ego type person. I will always tell you I am much more comfortable being in the back of the bus, being in the engine room, trying to drive the small situations and, and the things that we face on our projects from the back of the bus. I, I don't like to be out front. And that's just me. It's the way that I'm that's the way that I'm made up. But it's in that same sense of when you take on the tasks of carrying carrying the water, getting the job done those levels of responsibility and that burden can be very heavy. At what point do we have the ability to say, this is something that I can control, that I can execute, and I can bring to a favorable result versus this is something that's out of my control? And when do we find that? I know within Jocko's writings and talking about extreme ownership, that's everybody's just going to, I'm going to be the guy. I'm just going to carry this weight and take it. But at some point, you can't. At some point, you have to say, there are limits to my abilities to be able to bring this situation, this instance, this problem and solution to resolution. I may need more resources. There may be times when I can't, that I don't have it. That's the crux of what I wanted to kind of hit today. Identify those situations when I am certainly 100% responsible for the outcome versus those times when I'm not. So I've identified what I think are four situations that can kind of define where that level of responsibility falls. And there's a wrap up at the end of this that I, I do want to bring all this together. So, so let's talk about full responsibility. When are we fully responsible? Well, that's usually in the times when I am responsible for executing my task and my work when I am responsible for the delivery of something it happened to me today my boss called me and said hey Bob did you did you email your timesheet I mean today's a Monday did you email me your timesheet I went through Saturday I jumped on my computer I got my stuff typed in dang it I forgot to I forgot no I I boss I <laughs> I forgot to send it to you my mistake let me get right on it we'll hang up on the phone call, I'll have it to you on its way. In that simple instance, full responsibility. There is nobody else for me to look left or right to, there's nothing that I can possibly blame, this is all on me, I've gotta execute. That's being fully responsible. And certainly we have lots of those types of issues and activities and things that happen in our daily life where we know this, this is on me. That second level is not when i necessarily responsible for executing the task, but when is my crew? When is my team responsible? When is it the we, the we are delivering this product? You know, our concrete reports are running behind, and the materials division called and said, hey, you guys are four days behind on getting all of your QC reports in. Where are they? And I'm the one that fields the call, right? In that case, and I'm holding the book right now, Extreme Ownership, in that case, Jocko would certainly say, and rightfully so, that's on me you know what, Mr. Materials QC department manager, that's on me. Let me talk to our materials guys. Let me find out where the paperwork's at. We'll, we'll get this thing straightened out. Uh, I'm, we'll make sure of it. We're gonna, we're gonna knock it out. And that doesn't come with blame. That doesn't come with, I've got to go talk to our materials engineer and and give him a brow beating because things are behind. That's on me. It's on me to make sure that that our team, that, that the squad that I'm leading is executing our tasks uh, efficiently in the manner that we should. And when we're not, then those things fall up. I'm not going to hang the hang anybody out to dry because maybe our team didn't execute something, that's on me. I've got to manage those systems. So so we've gone from full responsibility where I'm executing the task to that next level where it's our our crew, I'm still responsible for that. Let's go to that next level. How about when we're managing different resources, when let's say for example we have a survey consultant who's working for our team as a sub-consultant and you know we've gotta to get topo done on 300 foot of grade that's prepped and come to find out 6.30 the next morning contractor's ready to go to start trimming and we haven't got our initial shots. How come we don't have those? Now we start to get into that sense of well, what happened within the structure of our team? we are still responsible, I'm still leading this charge, I'm still responsible to make sure that we get the resources in the right place to execute the task. It's still not necessarily for me to to diss to dis on our surveying crew, they might have had something come, I should be checking on that. That's my responsibility as a leader. That's our team's responsibility to make sure we get our tasks done. It could be our survey consultant for whatever reason that didn't get to that. So even in those instances now, we've gone from the me and the I to execute the task to our immediate crew executing the task to maybe someone that's part of our team that might have dropped the ball for whatever reason. That's still all on us, that is still our responsibility. Those are still the types of tasks where we have to say it is up to us to be responsible to our client, to our agency, and to each other to make sure that we're executing in the right manner. So let's take those three. With those three and the burden, I'm gonna use that burden again, just thinking like a pack mule making its way up a mountain with a whole lot of stuff on its back, that's those are my those are my bags I've got those on my back I'm here to carry those. I've put myself I have found myself in this leadership position to be that person this becomes us this is what we do for our agency but are there times when we can't control something and that's the fourth item on my list when are the times when we can't control it? Are there times when and it's hard for me to even get this out of my mouth, but are there times when we're not responsible? You know, this is something that I have struggled with throughout my entire career. I think as engineers, we have this inherent desire to want to solve all the problems, that there isn't a problem that we can't solve, and that in that is this underlying feeling of responsibility or being responsible for the entire world, for the entire project, for everything that occurs, it happens, and it's taken me years if not decades to be able to come to the rationalization, the realization that there are certain things that I can't control, and it was only a few years ago when I finally heard a voice that solidified this whole thing in my head, and that voice is a guy named Andy Stump. I don't know if you've heard the name Andy Stump, uh, former Navy SEAL, got a podcast, does a does a whole lot of stuff on the leadership front, really, really unique, really cool guy, but he had done a podcast on elk hunting, which was something he had started to get into was hunting, and no, I'm not an elk hunter, this isn't an elk hunting podcast that you just found yourself in, but just, just bear with me on this, but he had been talking about the elk hunt that he was out on, and... He generally felt that he had failed. He, he felt that he did not perform uh, in the manner that he had hoped that he had on, on the hunt and spun himself through and just talked about the mental gyrations and stuff that he was dealing with in trying to assess how he did and what he would do the next time around. So towards the end of his podcast, he, he was summing up what he considered to be a failure. And the statement that he made, and I'm gonna, I got to quote this verbatim, is control yourself That's all you have. Focus on you and the things that you can control. Focus on your execution, not the outcome. Let everything else fall away. That's all you have control over at the end of the day. Focus on your execution, not the outcome. I'm telling you, that phrase has stayed with me and lived with me since I heard him utter it there is so much to unpack inside of that. So much of what I think we can sometimes find ourselves in the engineering realm, the construction realm, the project realm of wanting to control, wanting to decide, wanting to guide, wanting to answer, wanting to solve. All of these things that we are taught, that we are learned, that come with us as being engineers of taking a problem and bringing it to a solution Sometimes we can't, and it's not for lack of knowledge. It's not for lack of effort or desire or empathy or for professionalism, whatever that is. Sometimes we just don't control the situation, and it's in those moments. It's in those situations where I believe, and I'm editorializing. This is my opinion. It's in those times where it is okay for us to say this burden is is not mine I need somebody else to solve this burden there is another faction that's part of this project that needs and is responsible for solving this issue and it's in those moments that I think and I have had to learn over the years and it's taken a Navy SEALs leadership podcast on a hunt in just that small phrase for to congeal in my brain that there are times in our profession when it's okay for us to say that I think releasing that burden coming to that understanding being able to lay your head on the pillow and know that you did your best during the day and didn't let anything fall to the wayside that you couldn't have a positive effect and outcome on we need that we need that sense of being able to separate what is under our direct control and what is not, when we have to be on the docket to get this thing solved versus when it's okay for us to say, I'm gonna need somebody else to take care of this issue. So let's wrap this topic up, put a nice bow on it here. In summary, take ownership of what you can control. Take ownership of those tasks that are in your direct wheelhouse. Take them the tasks that are with your crew or with your subs. Anything that you're dealing with either from a senior management role or from your level, wherever that might be within the crew, bust your tail and do the best job that you can actually do. Your agency will recognize that, the clients you're working for, your company, your internal customers, the contractors and subs, the people that you're working with on the job site, everybody loves hard workers. Everybody loves people who are dedicated to the effort. It's a simple recipe. Be the hardest worker on that job site people will recognize that that's what we do that's what we do best and when it when the issues not in your direct control see if you can help see if you can assist see if you can provide some input to maybe better the situation to look for another angle at solving the problem to maybe provide some input a question an answer a response some technical assistance that maybe can help somebody else who's in direct control of that issue advance it to a solution. That becomes the fun part of the job is when you can be creative in assisting people in helping those solutions. Again, people will recognize that you are jumping into the fray with them, that you're willing to jump, jump and grab a shovel and start digging in the same hole that they are. Because if you all can solve the problem together, everything moves forward. But understand, as it took me decades to realize, understand, that there will be times and instances when you simply have to wait. You have to wait for somebody else with the direct control, the direct responsibility, the direct ability to solve that problem. Once the problem gets solved, now you can jump back in. Now you can start solving the new problems that are going to develop in that. All right, so that's a wrap for tonight. Hopefully you got something out of it. You know, I sometimes think, as a content creator, if that's what I'm, if that's what I'm officially called by making a podcast every once in a while and putting something up on an internet website, that sometimes I I tend to keep my cards close to my chest. But I think that there's instances when storytelling or sharing sharing experiences like like we do here on the on the podcast. Hopefully it's helpful. Hopefully it it shines a different light on our industry. I hope that it helps those of you at different points in your career at least realize that they're, we're, we're all struggling, we all have problems to solve, we all struggle, we're all learning at the same time. I am by no means the sharpest pencil in the box. I never consider myself to be an expert at anything. I'm always a white belt, we're always learning, we're always digesting and always trying to get better. So hopefully at least what comes out of here, out of uh, the podcast and out of the website is helpful to you. Um, I'll keep doing it, I'll keep doing it so long as I hear people reaching back and and occasionally finding value and use in this, um, we're going to keep doing it, so glad to have you here, glad you stopped by. As usual, I always close out with shameless plugs in the show notes, you will see links to my website, hildebransky.com. always enjoy people stopping by, usually the search bar is a fun one, you can just throw a couple terms in there if you're looking for something you never know, hit the jackpot, I think there's now 85 posts, I'll have to do a count, it's getting up there, so it's cool. It's a fun little site. I enjoy doing it. Certainly, contact page is there. If you want to reach out directly, shoot me a note. Always nice to hear from folks who have found something of value here, even if it's a two-minute comment. keeps me going. Motivation for keeping doing this. And, of course, uh, LinkedIn. You'll see a, a link to my LinkedIn page. That's probably the only social platform that I kind of stay engaged with. So anytime, feel free to connect with me there, and we can stay in touch. So, So until the next one, talk to you then. Thanks for stopping by.